Welcome to the Mask Moms Podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We're your hosts, Jennifer. Hi. Lori. Hi. And Juliana, that's me. You know these Mask Moms love to cruise, and we thought we would chat about Alaskan cruises today as our very own Lori just got back from one. But before we dive deep into those cold Alaskan waters, we need an icy cold beverage. Um, so today's icy cold beverage is the Alaskan Glacier Martini. It's very easy for you to make at home. Uh, you mix your, uh, in your cocktail shaker over ice, you mix two ounces of blue curacao, two ounces of sweet and sour mix, a half an ounce of gin, a half an ounce of vodka, a half an ounce of rum, and then a splash wow. of lemon lime <laughs> soda. I don't think I've ever had a martini with all three of those in it. I mean, I've had a drink like that. It was in college and it was in a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it didn't have a cute little meringue iceberg on it. It did not. It's a print. We're going to post the picture because it's a really cute little picture with the meringue cookie iceberg in it. But this sounds awfully sweet. I could try it. I mean, the only thing that's in it that's sweet is the, well, the sweet and sour mix. Yeah, but maybe you can hold back a little bit on the sweet and sour mix and put a little bit more of the lemon lime soda because then it's more tart versus, I don't know. It does look like something you drink out of a garbage can in college. The ratios could be tweaked. I, for example, would knock that light rum down to zero ounces. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like a good idea and it's a really cute drink. I would tweak it if I were making it at home. Of course, if if I were on an Alaskan cruise, I would just order it and drink it. Yeah, the meringue cookie is which I think big. So the drink turns out to be this pretty like iceberg bluish with and the meringue cookie's cute. I kept thinking it was whipped cream on top, but the I, the meringue cookie is so much better. Yeah. Unless it melts and then becomes even more sugary in your drink. Well, that would be the whipped cream. I think the meringue cookie might hold it a little bit, you know? Maybe, maybe. Anyway, no, we no. should try it. Um, it what? I no. We'll we'll discuss that later. Uh-oh. All right, so tell us then our very Speaking own Speaking of. We just got back from an Alaskan cruise. All right, so I just got back, literally just got back um, from the Alaskan, from our family's Alaskan cruise. Um, so full disclosure before we get through this, um, if you guys follow us on Facebook, I was not on a Disney cruise. Um, <gasps> I know, I know, I know, I know. Gasp, everyone gasp. Um, we were on Royal Caribbean, um, sorry. Uh, but the itineraries are pretty much the same as if you were going out of Disney. We actually, when we were flying out of Vancouver, um, I saw everybody from the Disney wonder, um, were on our plane. Cause that's the Disney cruise ship got back on Monday. Um, yeah. And I had a friend on the Disney cruise to Alaska while you were in, um, at Royal. So I was kind of comparing notes and I didn't see a difference. I saw her. Yeah. She had pictures of Mickey Mouse. That's it's Mickey Mouse. There's a few things which we'll talk about. Um, so we're just going to talk about this as like an Alaskan cruise 101 because Alaskan cruises 
I I've probably been on well over 20 ish cruises, probably 30 ish cruises at this point in my life. This cruise was completely different than any other cruise we have ever done. Right. It's um, a completely, as it, I mean, I've not been on an Alaskan cruise, I'll, full disclosure, but I've sold quite a few and it's a completely different planning experience than any other cruise. There's yeah. a lot to consider. There's a lot to think of. And you're going really far. Like this is the farthest you are going to travel for a cruise vacation. Well, not you know what I'm saying. It's one yes. of the hardest places you could travel to for a cruise vacation. You want to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of little things to consider. No. And Alaska is generally not somewhere people go every year. It's not somewhere where you're like, I've been multiple times. I've been blah, blah, blah. A lot of times it's your first, or if it's your second and third, you've been there, you know, five, six, 10 years ago. So it's just not something that generally um, you do a lot of. So we're going to talk about everything from the ports to close to packing because packing was one of my biggest issues. Um, and I learned a lot from that to itineraries and the type of ships to kind of look at and consider. Um, so first departing ports, um, we can talk about usually if you're going on Alaskan cruise and you're on one of the bigger cruise lines, you're going out of Vancouver or Seattle. Um, there are smaller ships that go out of actual Alaska. Um, but those are like Regencies and a lot smaller. So if we're talking family Alaskan cruises, cause that's what we kind of do. Um, you're going to be going out of Vancouver or Seattle. Um, Vancouver is beautiful. Um, for people that follow us, I am, I am Canadian. Um, I did go back to the homeland. Um, but <laughs> Vancouver is absolutely gorgeous. I've been there one other time. Didn't spend a whole lot of time there. Um, we did a lot. And I absolutely loved Vancouver. So I do recommend spending more time there. Some people flight wise, it's cheaper for them to fly into Seattle and then rent a car and drive up to Vancouver. And I've heard that's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the drive is. Uh, just here it's a beautiful ride, but it's not short. No, it's two and a half, three hours. So it's not crazy. Um, sometimes, depending on how many people you got flying and those flight prices, as everyone knows this summer, it's just cheaper to go to Seattle. Right. And um, I've had a few people fly into Seattle a couple of days early so that they can explore that amazing city as well. Yes. It's a lot to do. So it's not yes. a bad way to do it. Yeah, it's not bad. So Seattle, um, the ports are a little different in Seattle. So you're coming from further south. Um, so depending on if it's a longer cruise or it might not go up as far um, into the glaciers as what one leaving from Vancouver is. Um so if you leave from Vancouver, the Vancouver port itself is literally in the middle of Vancouver. Um, the Hyatt we stayed at, which is a very popular one, we walked to the cruise port. Um, I walked with the kids. Eric took all the bags and threw them into a taxi. Um, and he went with the bags and we walked. Um, so it's super close. It's awesome. Um, you go under a bridge as you're leaving Vancouver. Like, it's just gorgeous. Um, so... Those are the two ports that people usually visit, um, Sitka, Juno, and then Kitchikan. And then the Disney Cruise Line went to Skagway, which is another popular port as well. Um, I did not do Skagway. I did the other three. Um, but each one of these are completely different. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, but, no. but let's talk about, because this is one thing I've discovered in planning these a lot, is that there are just certain things that are more, that are better to do in each than in others, right? They're all totally different. But yes. I just want to mention when we're talking about different itineraries, one of the things that is important to people, to some people, is um, a cruise that goes into the Hubbard or the Glacier National Park. 
That's yes. also something to consider when you're booking an Alaskan cruise. If that's important to you, only smaller ships can get in there. Not all the cruise lines go there. I don't believe Royal does. Disney does not. Holland America does. Princess does. I'm not sure about Norwegian, Lori. Yeah. Um. So, yes, we were on a smaller Royal. So our ship was very old. I will. It was old. Um, but that's kind of one of the cool things about, um, doing the Alaskan cruise is everybody tends to look at these cruise ships and we were definitely the same. We were doing Royal. There was a bigger ovation of the seas and then there was the brilliance and we kept trying to get on the ovation and we weren't liking the pricing. So we're like, we'll just deal with the brilliance. And it ended up being the best thing possible because the smaller cruise ships could get into places that we couldn't get. Our cruise ship, even though it was one of the bigger ones, we got next to the um, Hubbard Glacier. We got into the Tracy Arms Forge. Um, so our ship was able to fit in Ketchikan. There's two ports, one that's a half an hour away from the downtown center. That's where NCL was. Um, our ships with Holland America were able to get into Ketchikan. Um, so there are, and then of course there's smaller, smaller ships that get you further into these glacier national parks, right. like you were saying. Um, but just to be on that size of a cruise ship and see a captain pull up and I've posted pictures, we'll post more this week, but I was literally next to the Hubbard glacier. We saw sea lions like from our balcony on the land. Cause that's how close we were getting to that glacier, which, I've seen a lot of cruise captains and I got to tell you, if there's ones that do the Caribbean, these Alaskan guys must laugh at them because right, I right. mean, like what they're doing and navigating is insane. Let's talk about that for a minute in terms of staterooms. So I, I believe, and I think you're going to confirm now, like it is absolutely worth getting a uh, balcony stateroom on an Alaskan cruise. Yeah. If you, if you're like, we do inside rooms all the time. Great. Don't do it for this. And right? they, you wanna, they, it's sunny almost all the time, right? So you want to be able to sunlight. At, yes, sunlight. Sunlight. Okay, right. <laughs> it's daylight almost all the daylight. time. Daylight. So you want to be able to at six in the morning when you wake up see the beautiful views right from your room without it's not like times of day that you're gonna go to the decks and see something beautiful. It's happening around you 24-7. Correct. Literally, that would that was my favorite part when we woke up in the morning was opening up the blinds because there was all, you weren't just seeing the sea. We yeah. were passing everything at every point in time. So that leads to another question I get a lot is what side of the ship is best for an Alaskan cruise. And so here's what I've learned. Um, there are some cruises like at Disney does like the inside passage where they go either from from Seattle to Vancouver or vice versa. In those situations, it probably makes sense to be like, if you're heading north, you want to be on the starboard side. And if you're heading south, you want to be on the port side. I don't believe your cruise is ruined if you're not. No. Um, but if you book early enough, those are the preferred rooms. But on some of these ones that do uh, Glacier National Park, it doesn't matter because they're spinning that ship around. Just like you said, these yeah. guys are insanely skilled, obviously. And they're making sure that everybody gets a good view no matter what. That's we were on starboard. We were on port side um, of our ship, and honestly, it, anything we missed. So we went up. So port was out towards the water instead of. But you're going through passages, and the passages itself, you're they're on both sides. You can see both sides. But no matter what, we were saying, even if we're missing some because we were on port going up, we're getting it coming back down. Mm -hmm. So 
it was right. I, it was identical. Right. It's more important on the cruises that are one way. Yes. Suppose, Just one yeah. way. And majority of these are round trips. So it really doesn't matter. Um, I would say, you know, if it's super important, I would definitely try and get a room in midship. That way, um, there were times when we were turning in that because we were all the way in the aft, um, in the back that we were missing some. So I, if it's super important, definitely get in the midship because um, they will turn, but you just kind of had the best view at all points and times where we just kind of had to wait a little bit. Um, and I will say, you know, Alaskan cruises can be spent expensive. Speaking of the rooms, we ended up getting an obscured view on our balcony, um, we we had a ladder to the left of our balcony that was it we took the table and the two chairs and moved it to the right and we saved a thousand dollars so it is super important for that view make sure you have the balcony but there are ways to save we were able to save that amount by taking the um obscured view and i will say just if you're working with a travel agent because you can they can research and see exactly what your view is going to be. Before we booked it, we knew exactly what the obstruction was and we were okay with it. Um, and when we got there, we were even more okay with it. Um, I love your tip about midship though. I hadn't considered that in terms of the views and turning. That's really, yes. really a cool tip to have brought home. Yes. So that one is a cool one. Okay. So back to these ports. So Sitka um, is a probably your least most like kind of adventurous all these all these ports you have the option to go fishing you have the option to go whale watching you have the option to do all this stuff um and see nature Sitka had a bunch of items that were specific to them they have the fortress of the bear they have a raptor place um so it was very Juliana you would have been like oh my god this is a tourist trap and you would have hated it um but really i love nature it wasn't nature like that's i was good with it the bears are really cool and i love this in sitka because it was a fortress of bears so it was essentially a, a zoo bears they were they were captive um wow. you know the same with the raptors it was definitely bears? what brown bears yeah Ooh, that's scary brown and black bears um but it was, you know, it was great. It was cool to see. The kids got to see it because you do some of these excursions and you, whether you're whale watching or seeing bears or doing nature, you can't guarantee that you're going to see them. So I will say all of these places that we went to, um, they're all concerned. They're all raising money for them. They're, you know, rehabilitating the animals there. So it's all for a good cause in that Um but those were kind of more the touristy trap areas. Sitka itself was beautiful to just walk around. All these towns are very like fishermen, old fisher villages, that type of thing. Um, and they were. Do you recommend just winging it in some of these ports? Some of them, yes. Um, I will. So one of the biggest things when we're talking about these ports is a lot of people book with a cruise ship. I think that's fine. Um, I think a lot. We didn't book a single one with a cruise ship. We felt comfortable enough to go outside. Sitka, we actually ended up renting, um, we did a taxi for two hours. So we just paid ahead of time and booked the taxi for two hours. And they were able to take us around to kind of the spots we wanted to go. Um, and that worked out the best because we were on our own schedule. Plus she was a local. So she was able to give us a lot more information on the areas and tell us what to do. Yeah. Um, 
So that one was a really cool one. A lot of people did it through the cruise ship where they're taken from one spot to the next spot. I'm not a big, I don't like being cattle. Right. Um, it, it's a cattle. It depends on a couple of things. I think it depends on your comfort level for sure. Yes. If you're looking and what kind of tour experience you want. Yes. And then in some cases on some cruise lines, especially when you're booking at the last minute, which I don't think you really were terribly last minute. What's left at the outside tour companies, you can also get through the cruise line, right? Like sometimes yeah. it's almost the exact same thing. I, in recent experience, have found that the prices were better on the cruise line. Um, and I wonder if that's because availability had gotten. Sparse. I think it's because the availability went down. Um, when we talk about the other ones, we booked outside and we saved a good amount of money versus the cruise yeah. ship. It just depends on the ones you're looking. The one thing I can right. tell you is one, you should work in the travel agent, but two, if you're looking at an excursion and you see it through um, the cruise line, just do a five-second Google search and see if you can find the exact same tour outside the cruise line and just compare right. the prices. Right. Just and sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. And you can almost always find the same one. I mean, again... You know, for safety reasons, we do encourage you to book through the cruise line because you won't be left behind. Correct. And there is no guarantee. Like if you are on one, even if <laughs> even if you're on the same tour as people from the cruise, right? And everyone misses it. The cruise is not helping you if you didn't book yes. through the cruise. So there is that to consider. Um, so if it's the same price or just a few bucks more and the exact same tour, I'm all for booking it through the cruise line. But if you want something a little more local and you have a comfort level, I have probably too much anxiety for that. <laughs> but it's totally possible. And, and like you said, sometimes you can just compare apples to apples. And Yeah. Sense. And one thing, like you said, to consider is look how much time you have. We didn't have a whole ton of time in ports. Um, right. our, that's one thing I wish we would have really looked at in terms of comparing cruise lines. Uh, we were in there. We were the last ship to arrive every single port. And we followed Holland America and Celebrity. Um, and we were the last ones in. And one of, we were leaving right when they were. So we were just, in general, not there a whole lot. So I would say if you're doing a longer excursion, I would definitely look at the cruise line because you are going to be pushing your boundaries in terms of getting back on the ship and when you're leaving in the morning. And they were allowed off first. Um, so if they were doing excursions with Royal Caribbean, they were allowed off those ports first. Oh, that is interesting too. Yes. So that was, you know, it was definitely one. So Sitka, if depending on how long you're in there, I would definitely, there's a totem pole national park that's walking distance to within the city itself. Um, the fortress, of the bear and the raptors are pretty close to the city. They're taxi rides away. Um, and then a lot of people went fishing in Sitka. Um, and they did water things cause you're obviously by the water. So whether it be whale watching or canoeing or kayaking, all that stuff. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. Juno was another stop. Um, Juno is a huge one um, for terms of helicopters. 
Mm -hmm. um, it is the biggest port if you were to take a helicopter to a glacier. Yeah, this is the, from here, people go, go to the Mendenhall Glacier a yep. lot. This is one where you can do helicopter rides to the glacier. There's one where you can actually walk on the glacier. There's kayaking towards, tours to the glacier. Yep. But this seems to be what people do from there. And then you can do tours that include the glacier and a salmon bake or because this yeah. is also a port where people like to enjoy salmon. Oh, salmon's everywhere. Salmon just, if you don't like salmon, <laughs> make sure that you're eating elsewhere. It's literally, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in every gift in, shop. It's in Juneau or all, in Alaska. all of Alaska. It's like their thing. Um, but yeah, Juno itself, definitely if this is where you want to, you want to go to a glacier, this is where you do it. Um, now this is one I will say we booked outside the cruise ship because helicopter rides are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, very expensive. The cruise line, I will call them out right now for the exact same tour I did was charging $1,200 a person. <gasps> no. and, we, and we got the exact same tour for 3000 for five people. It's crazy. Again, I did not have that experience recently when booking the Holland America. Uh, and trip. that very well might be how it got down to availability wise. I'm right. not sure, but we ended up booking outside. We just went with the company. One, I needed to find, make sure. And my problem with cruise line ones is I can't tell with my kids ages exactly if it's appropriate for the kids at Logan's age of four and five, because they don't give you a ton of information. Um, where I can actually physically call a tour company and see if they're set up for kids, if they're good, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was able to do that with this company. Um, and they had everything from booster seats for Logan to snow boots for them. They were made like for bringing younger children to these glaciers on the helicopter. Well, um, so it was, it's definitely when you do that, you go up, see the glaciers. It's a big one for dog sledding too. Yes, um, I will make one thing. We saw a lot of people that did the dog sledding through the cruise line because it was the only one left and they didn't go to a glacier and they just went on a dog sled on yeah. gravel. So if you're in Juneau doing the dog sledding, it's at the summer camp. It's just yes. the little doggies on grass and you're on the wheels. And that one looks and that. Yeah. And I've seen cruise lines offer that, but I've also yeah. seen the cruise lines offer ones where they'll take you on a helicopter Correct. And I would, if you're going to pay the money to do a dog, to see the dog mushing and be on the sled, go to the snow. Go right. To the so this might not be the excursion to do from Juneau because it's not, there's no snow that like it's right. This yes. might be the excursion to do from Skagway or somewhere. Yes. But yes, cooler. if you're willing to do it, I would definitely do it. Um, a lot of people did helicopter tours as Jen keeps making faces that she looks scared. <laughs> It really, it's, it's a very smooth ride and it's like 10 it's minutes. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I didn't How do long is the ride? 10 minutes each way. I did a helicopter tour, an hour and a half helicopter tour in Hawaii. Hawaii. And it, it was transcendent. Like it was unbelievable. You lift up off the ground. So smooth. Yes. So like you're, you're like floating in a balloon. It's insane. You don't hear the noise because you've got your. It's un it was it was not scary once we were up there at all. Like it was just so and the our pilot was just so chill that I just felt completely safe. But yeah, it was I will say and I said to the guy and because it was the kids first helicopter ride, obviously. So they were like, you know, they were like, this is smoother than the airplane. 
like yes. the air, airplanes have more turbulence of bouncing up and down and shaking and taking off than what the helicopters do. It was crazy. It was amazing. It's unbelievable. Highly recommend a helicopter tour of Hawaii or Alaska. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so what's after Juneau? All right, so that was Juneau. Then you have Kitchikan. Um, Kitchikan was probably one of our favorite ports um, itself. It is a super old fishing town. Um, it's more on the southern end, so it's the closest port to Vancouver. Um, but it is such a cute fishing town of just shops and restaurants and chowder places. And it's all by the water. It has bri the wooden bridges everywhere. It is just such a cute little town that we ended up, we were going to do, they also have a big tourist trap, which I'll talk about, but we ended up just kind of doing this one on our own. And we ended up going for a hike. Um, mm -hmm. There was a hiking trail within like five minutes of the port and we did a hike. And yeah. it was awesome. This port seems like very, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. This is like woodsy nature. People do the misty fjords from here, I guess. Yes. That's a, so you could go look at these amazing, it's, it's like rainforesty. Yep. It is. That's it's literally they call it the rainforest. And when we got into these height and we got into the hike, the kids looked around and they were like, it's literally like a rainforest. There's so much greenery around you because of the amount of rain and everything else they get um, that it is. It's adorable. And then there's a tourist trap that's called the Lumberjack Show. Yes, um, love the Lumberjack Show. I was not a fan of going to this. It was Logan's birthday. So we wanted to do something fun for the kids. I bet it was cute. Was it cute? It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Yay. It literally, it's awesome. I want it to be awesome. It literally was, I was so not looking forward to this. I was like, oh my God, they're going to, it's like fake. It's blah, blah, blah. It's like medieval times, but it was so. No, adorable. it's like hoop to do review. <laughs> it was, no, that's <laughs> awful. Um, this was so adorable and it's, for Disney ships in particular, as you brought up Hoop Dee Doo Review, they actually do a kids one. So when mm -hmm. the Disney cruise ships come in, they will change it a bit to do it more towards younger kids. Ours was still kids. I mean, you're cheering for the U.S. or the Canada side. You're cheering for the lumberjack. Like, Who did you cheer for? I was on the U.S. side, so we had to cheer for the U.S. Oh, side. you're assigned a side. Yes, you're assigned. You could move. She did tell us we could move. Um, but <laughs> it was, know. it's literally in the middle of town. Um, it's adorable. So as much it's as only you, a couple hours, it's an hour show at most. So, so you have time to do other things. It yeah. might be tough to squeeze in. I find it's difficult to squeeze the lumberjack show and another excursion in because like you said, you don't have a ton of time in these sports. Yeah. Um, but this is also a place where people add on a crab feast too. And you yes. can do from Ketchikan, you can do a tour on the deadliest catch vessel. I yep. think. Yeah, you can go out crab fishing. They you showed us do, where they showed us where the deadliest catch boats were. Yeah, you can do a bunch of wilderness exploration cruises. So I think Ketchikan sounds like a really up my alley kind of place. It's a if you're going to choose a port to kind of do on your own, um, and you're like, I don't want to necessarily do a tour. This is the place to kind of do it. Um, you. It's a very walkable, it's a very doable town on your own. You can add the Lumberjack Show. We just bought tickets online. Um, they have a ton of seafood all in the water. Like I said, we did a hike. We just paid $6 in a taxi, and they took us up to the start of the hike. And we yeah. could have walked back down from the hike to the town if I didn't have a five-year-old with me. Um, 
So it is a completely doable town that if you're just like, we don't, we want to be kind of loose with our plans, you can definitely do it. Did you visit any other ports? Those were our three ports. We did end up going to the Hubbard Glacier, which was kind of a port. Um, so you, that's where their cruise ship went way up. And then people could choose to do an excursion off the ship. That was a Hubbard Glacier expedition. So they ended up going on a smaller boat through Royal Caribbean that then took them closer to the glacier. So they were literally next to it. They were oh, holding pieces cool. from the glacier. Oh my God. Um, so that one was very pricey for me because I was with kids. We were fine on the cruise ship. We got close enough. I was good. Um, but the people that did do it that we heard, they absolutely loved it. Um, and they, you know, were, saw the sea lions up close, whales up close, everything. Um, the other port that's really popular is Skagway. I don't know too much about Skagway. From what I've heard, it's pretty similar to Sitka. So Skagway is the port where a lot of people opt to do the uh, White Pass Railroad train ride. Okay, that's the railroad one. Okay. Right. So that one is really, really popular for people who want to have that land experience tour for the day. And they take you, it's, it looks so cool. And they, they take you on this old fashioned glass dome train into the White Pass National Forest, I think it is. Um, so that's a really, really popular spot. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of places that you can just cruise through, like a lot of them will cruise through like different fjord areas and stuff. A lot of them will have days at sea that just do that. Um, and then of course, the best part, I think the best way to do an Alaskan cruise is then to add an Alaskan land tour onto it afterwards, yes. or even before, if you want to, but I think it would be better after because then you can visit other places like, uh, let's see, well, you like Fairbanks or, Fjord, um, fjords and things like that. Um, anyway, so an Anchorage is you know, a great, a great yes. city to visit. Have you been to Anchorage? I have not been to Anchorage. No. I've heard people that say they've been, they thought Anchorage was awesome. It is a bigger town to me. I like the smaller, like Kitchikans and right. Sitkas because they were the smaller fisher villages. I misspoke. I said that Skagway was where they have the dome rail car. That's different. The, the dome rail car is the McKinley Explorer that is out of Denali. So like okay. if you do a land excursion, you can go to Denali National Park and pick up this crew, this this train. But for if you're not doing a land excursion and you get to go to Skagway, that one has the White Pass Scenic Railroad, which is a little bit different, but also I want to yeah. do it all. I want to do it all. It just like the pictures, I mean, people saw your posts, right? Like, oh my God. I thought they were fake. Yeah, the pictures, <laughs> I couldn't, I like the things we were seeing, you just sat there. Like that was the biggest, I've never spent so much time on a cruise ship looking out. Like I've never, usually when you're in the Caribbean, you're like, yep, water. Um, and That's then, you know, you get, you get to a port and you're like, ah, port. Um, I've never spent so much time when we did the European cruise, a lot of those ports were super pretty. And I was so impressed by that, by all the different things you were seeing this like crushed that. Um, it's just a constant, even if you're out in the water, you you're seeing mountains in the distance. Like you're never that far away from something where you're not seeing it. Now, and then when, in the water, aren't you seeing stuff in the water? Did you see yeah, whales? Yeah, we had a super long last dinner. Um, they were having some issues, but we ended up getting two whale shows in the middle of our dinners because whales were just popping up 
with their tails and everything else. Because it's not dark out when you're eating dinner. No. So that is the biggest thing ever. All of these restaurants had windows looking out. And we have discussed this on a Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. Where you go to Apollo, we go to wherever, and you get a nice window seat. But it's dark outside, and you see the reflection of yourself. It does not get dark until 10 or 11 o'clock. So every dinner and meal you're eating, you have a view the entire time. And it's I'm awesome. just, I ha- I'm speechless sitting here and listening to you guys talk about this. And I, my husband, just so you know, is our one fan and listens to every single podcast. Mark, we're doing this next summer. I know. Yeah. It is, that is awesome. So speaking of the weather, people have the biggest questions and packing. Yes. So the weather. It was cold. Um, I don't know how else to express this. I live in the Arctic in my Well, it's I- funny though, because when you think cruise ship, you think Caribbean pools, suntan. Yeah, what do you do on your sea days? Because you're not chilling at the pool. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing. There are no outside activities. So we had fairly good weather, but two of the days it was raining and it was with it was 51. But when you're moving on a cruise ship, dear God, that feels like 36. Um, so we weren't really, when the sun was out, we went mini golfing, there was rock climbing. So we did those things, but we took advantage when the actual sun was out to get the warmth from the sun in. But other than that, you're inside. Um, the older cruise ships, that's, we found the most interesting. There were so many areas that were, if you're thinking of like a Disney cruise ship, there's areas by cabanas that is covered and they have the windows and nobody sits in there because it's too hot. You don't get enough airflow. You don't get the sun. Nobody likes it. That's where you sit in on Alaskan cruise because you can be in sweatpants and a hoodie and still be comfortable because you're protected without the wind. Um, so dress in layers, jeans, sweaters, things like that. Yeah. I would say any- even jeans are like dressier, like Alaskan cruises are so laid back. 95% of these people were walking around in sweatpants and a hoodie. No and I'm like, that was the go. Eric wore jeans one day and he was like, I just, I feel very overdressed. I wonder if it's the same. Look, I mean, I'm sure it's not the same across all cruise lines. No. Like, I'm sure it's not like that if you're doing Regent. Don't show up in sweatpants. No. Like, that's not happening. I don't know much about the dress code on Holland America. I think I, it's like everyone, I mean, we were following Holland America and celebrity. And basically, when you got off, people would, you know, wear just everyday clothes. But when you're on the ship all day, and that's the thing, it's such a relaxing cruise. You're not going to go swim in a pool. You're not getting in line to go to the water slides. You're not, you're literally, I, we played a lot of board games. I suggest bringing games. If you oh, have nice. favorite card games, like easy pack games, like we had, if people know and have kids, bears versus babies, um, exploding kittens. Um, yeah. And all of spoons and a few of these other card games that we brought like dice game, everybody had cribbage. Um, like it was, you do that. And we actually did the activities that we tend to miss on a Caribbean ship. So we did trivia. We Mm -hmm. did, um, they had like game shows for families. So you actually did the activities. I didn't feel guilty. We went in to see a movie. Um, Do you need to pack any special gear or anything? I would say waterproof stuff. You definitely need a raincoat. Um, You need layers. I brought a regular raincoat, like a lightweight one. And then I brought a $25 Amazon puffy jacket that was easy to compact down because it was the puffer jacket. Was not super thick, but definitely helped. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot express how many hoodies and sweatshirts. 
um, that you need because you're just moving from inside warm to outside to it's warm, the sun's out to now it's cold. I, I saw the boys wearing all the, um, those wearable blanket things. Had the wear wearable has. blankets were very popular for children on the cruise ships. Um, I want one. Um, that's what I was looking at. Like your pictures were gorgeous of the scenery and everything, but I was looking at their cozy clothes yeah. and like, that's what, that's what I want to do. I, it's cozy. And that's my biggest thing that I bought. And Eric got, I know there's a lot of people against Crocs and then there's people for Crocs. I bought a pair of Crocs that were furry. Fur lining. They were, I, I wore them every single day, obviously not out for dinner, but every single day I wore them because they kept my phone or my, but they kept my, um, your feet, my feet warm. Don't put your phone in your feet. All right. So Lori, you've convinced us all that we need to go on an Alaskan cruise. And now I have two very expensive vacations okay. to take next summer with my family. <laughs> but right. it's happening. So mouse tip time. Yes. Yeah. All right. There you have it, guys. Obviously, there is a ton involved. We mentioned at the top of the show, when you're planning an Alaskan cruise, it's not the same as any other kind of cruise. So we're going to do it. We're going to sell ourselves. Alaskan cruises are different. They have a lot of planning involved. You need to use, leave it to an expert. So give us a call at Kingdom and Cruise Travel. We'll help you put your itinerary together and send you on your way so you can best explore this amazing state that so many of us never get to see. Well, Mask of Friends, there you have it. Alaskan Cruise 101. Hopefully we've convinced you to plan your next trip. Have you been on an Alaskan cruise? Did you love it? Are you planning one now? Tell us all about it. Just a quick reminder to check out our Facebook group, Mask of Moms Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Can I see you real soon? Because we like you. And